Because, like, let's be honest, parents nowadays are lazy. You don't want to take care of your kid, you make them watch TV, YouTube, and you give them cell phones. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then since you're lazy parents, and my, my, my kid is being so violent now, he's being so stupid, it must be the game's fault. It must be TV. It's not the parent's fault. Because they wouldn't spend time with their kids. Like, we need to blame something, for goodness sake. And well, conveniently, there's TV, and there's YouTube, and games. Like, kid guys, society, parents, get it together. video games are video games teaching players to be violent or is there a good reason i should allow my kids to play video games or will my kid grow up to be a serial killer after playing all those violent video games or should christians in general even indulge in these kinds of games so um my guests for today uh rory and nicky hi guys hi hello <laughs> so, yeah, um, all three of us, uh, the reason why we chose this topic is because all three of us have been playing video games since we were children, I guess, from what you've been saying to me. So, uh, we've been playing PlayStation, PC games, and Game Boy, I guess, yeah. for you, right? Uh, game Boy was your first, like, also, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So, yeah, video games are everywhere today. You know, uh, if there are even articles saying that there are college courses coming out and careers for video game design, production, and even management. Yeah, and even uh, <laughs> esports in the Philippines. Yeah. I remember a time when. Uh, the question as a set apart people is that the best use of my time? Is a mature adult supposed to be playing something like that that could be considered a child's activity? Is it dignified? Does it have control over me? The stuff is here to serve me. I'm not here to get addicted to stuff. So it is a question that demands a Christian filter and perspective. Whilst I thought we were making pretty good time in answering those questions during the break, it was brought up that the older generation, the, the one that preceded older folks, might have said about television, that is not a good use of time. That is not something where you should be giving up so much of your discretionary time to get amused and entertained. That's true. So uh, let's stop there. So uh, what do you say about the first, <laughs> the first few seconds of the clip? Like, based on what he said, what do you, what do you think? Like, I actually like that part where he said uh, uh, it could be something that would be addictive. I like that part a lot because that's one of the bigger problems of gaming right now. Most people use gaming as, as uh, a form of relaxing, right? It's a way for you to steam if you, you know, done with school, done with your homework, take an hour or two. But there are some people that kind of take that uh, idea further. Uh, I know a lot of people that spend something like six to eight hours of gaming, even though they're students. Some even a lot. Like I've, I've seen people, even though they're uh, uh, in nursing, twelve hours in an internet cafe straight without doing anything else. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Twelve hours of gaming in front of a computer, no break, no lunch break, no nothing, just focusing on the game. So there's a fine line between addiction, just like the video mentioned, and there's a fine line between using it as a way to relax, a way to 
unbend your mind. Because I truly believe that uh, even after work, even after all the things you do in, uh, in a day, there has to be time for you to, other people, you know, read books, other people like uh, playing uh, musical instruments to relax, and some other people find it uh, better to game. Uh, it's an easier way for them to release the stress they have for whatever they experience during the day. So that's kind of my idea on what that guy was saying in the video. Uh, on my behalf, I would like to uh, say that I was a, a bit put off by how he started because he was saying that gaming could be considered a child's activity. And uh, if we look about, if we talk about it, gaming in general, as a relaxation tool, is there really an age uh, bracket or limit for you to relax? Whether you're old, a child, or in between, a human being needs time to relax. So I think that gaming, as uh, Rory's mentioned, is a way for a person to relax. So he also took into factor that different people have different ways to relax. So if it's gaming, then I think that you shouldn't be worried about it too much unless it becomes what Rory mentioned, an addiction. So that's all I have to say about that. Video games, they're essentially just games, right? Um, back in the early days before there, there were like the kind of games that we know and love today, uh, there were games like chess or um, Scrabble or um, even rock, paper, scissors. So all of those are games. So the games that we have now are just a more evolved version of the, the older, simpler games. So they were originally meant to just uh, be a way for people to relax, right? We, it's not really something that will turn into addiction unless we make it like part of our, a big part of our lives. Huh? Uh, if we choose gaming over our responsibilities like school or our work or our ministry. So uh, that's when it uh, becomes like, detrimental for us. But video games in general isn't um, that bad for me personally. Uh, that's what I think. Now, uh, I'm going to look, uh, sh show another video. It's a game that came out just recently that makes me want to come I, ha I haven't been really heavy into playing video games in the in the past years because of after like after getting married and having kid or like a kid <laughs> um i haven't had so much time to play video games but this has really caught my attention so cloud you were a soldier first class right yeah weird Really? What's weird about it? Nothing. Just that you were the same rank. Who's huh? As who? The first guy I ever loved. Oh. Wow. Uh, Your eyes. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> Now, for me, when I when I first heard that it was coming like i was immediately think, thinking like oh man am i gonna have to buy a playstation just for this game because uh that game has been like, a really huge part of my like high school life uh, so uh just knowing that they're they're doing a remake and a lot of people kind of are on the hype train for it so uh just <laughs> so how about you guys like how does that uh, you know, like Korea Josh and like uh, eating, I also grew up with that game. Actually, me and my brother used to play that a lot. That's like the only game 
me and my brother actually finished on the PlayStation. I mean, we, we played a lot of games, some we didn't finish, some we finished, but that was like the first thing that we played uh, when we were given a PlayStation. I remember that. It was like the biggest game. It's like top three for me and my brother. Uh, when, I also saw that trailer. I actually saw that uh, when I heard it when it was announced uh, a few years ago. And I was actually thinking the same thing as Kuya Josh. Maybe I should buy a PlayStation 4 for this thing. But right now, I'm just going to wait it out until they get the PC version out. Anyway, you know, that nostalgia that it brings back. And what Enrique was saying earlier about uh, how people say that uh, games are for, you know, this certain age bracket for it, you know, should we be spending time with games like this? Uh, every time I see stuff like this, like, you know, they do some sort of remake of some nostalgia thing, I always, like, think, you know, playing it for the nostalgia's sake, playing it for that, you know, memories that I had back in high school. And I, I don't think that's bad in any way. I think, you know, when we want to relax, we like playing things that are more familiar with you know, what we usually played before. Uh, a lot of people are, for example, I know some people that dislike the FPS genre. You know, that's not their thing. You know, Compass Strike was big back in uh, high school, and, you know, they're more RPG-centric. They like, you know, those big stories. And I have nothing against that. I enjoy uh, different genres of games. But for me, you know, I, I really don't get that, uh, what people say about games, like, you know, you're too old, or, you know, it's just gonna rot your brain. You know, we've we've gone through a lot. Actually, I've gone through me personally. I've gone through some gaming addiction for a time. You know, I used to spend a few hours. Like, I remember my parents uh, locked away our PlayStation because I got a 74 on Filipino. The rest of my grades were fine, and my English was like in the 95. My math was like 92, and the only subject below like 88 was Filipino, and it was horrendous. It was 74. And my dad and mom were like, it's done. The PlayStation was putting it in like this wooden chest. They did locked up for a year. And all I could do at home was study. Study, watch TV, that's it. And I could barely watch any TV since the TV was in their room. So, you know, <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. So, yeah, King, how about you? Like? Uh, to be honest, it, it really made me, uh, it, it made me feel very nostalgic, I guess. Because like, uh, it's something you grew up with. And it getting a remake affirms that you're in a community of gamers. Okay, so I'd, I'd like to, to point it out that there are some games that bring people together, no matter what, like what country you're from, or no matter what age you are, or what race you are. And it's, it's one of those games. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is of Japanese origin. And, well... People in the Philippines, it's been popular here. And even with friends that I have who uh, are in the States, really like it. And I'm, I'm really excited for this because playing games like these, or like Final Fantasy VII, actually connects us to other people. And I think it's an opportunity for us to introduce, quote-unquote, the Christian gamer. People always mention that what like um uh your your christianity comes first in everything you do in every profession you take so why not about why not gaming so maybe this can be i know it sounds silly but bear with me it might become a form of ministry if one uses their platform like twitch or mixer because we know those there's so many um influencers okay so facebook influencer in instagram influencer um, Twitter influencer and many of them are not Christians but what if you become a Christian gaming influencer on very popular platforms like Twitch and Mixer so in a way you can do ministry while gaming and I think it's a very mi big and missed opportunity that the Christians miss out because gaming when you game, I guess, well, I don't know about other people, but personally, I put my, like, my, my shields, quote-unquote shields, or defenses are down because you're so absorbed in the game. And maybe we could use that, uh, like ministers or uh, missionaries could use that to really get in touch with the younger generation that what you do 
and what you play matters to us. And maybe that could be a way that we could share our faith on a greater platform. Yeah, that, that, that's a good, definitely a good idea. That could be your ministry. <laughs> uh, because you mentioned Christian Gamer, I saw a video here. Uh, it's not about Christian gamers, but it's about the evolution of Christian video games. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Doom. <laughs> oh, it does. It really does. <laughs> So, these ones start looking like life. It looks like it looks like a ninja on a perfect world. <laughs> Wait, the title is Timothy and Titus, right? Yeah. I, I have a question. Um, yeah. So, so these are games based on the Bible, or are they made by Christian gaming companies, or? Uh, um, yeah, I guess. Some of these are Christian, are from Christian gaming companies, and they use stories or inf or they're influenced by um, stories or ideas from the Bible. Mm. So like even this one, Adam's Adventure. I skimmed through this before, and uh, the older ones for this Adam's Adventure, they kind of, I think they were trying to get into Eden or something. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Or they're looking. It's like it's like a Tomb Raider or. Uh, Uncharted for rediscovering Eden. Yes, something like ah, that. Okay, that, that. That's a nice premise. What elephant? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those feeding games, is it? Uh, the newest of the yes. thing. Oh, this one's modern, 2019. Uh, no, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and let me try to go to the latest one. Before we, so this is almost like um, the kind of games that I already played before, like Royale. Or... So yeah, <laughs> so uh, I, I just found it funny that there are such things as Christian video games. I never thought, I never knew there were Christian video games before. It was kind of funny when I saw that uh, video. I think it was uh, interesting because I never heard of a Christian game as a gamer. I've never <laughs> heard of any of those I've games. never seen or played any of those games that, that we've, we've shown on were, the clip. Were those popular? I don't think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, probably, we probably should have heard of some of them. If they yes, were. if they were. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think... like. Uh, and you know, in this world, you, when you brand something as Christian, a lot of the pop, like a huge chunk of the population, automatically like swipes left. <laughs> no, but to be honest, I think that it, it's kind of a waste because then a Christian game doesn't have to have that stigma. Like you could do something about it with the proper, uh, what's it, uh, proper management and proper advertisement. It's like um, it, it hearkens to the disciples of Jesus. Like Jesus chose his disciples, right? And he prepared them before he sent them out into the world. So like creating a Christian video game is a great and wonderful idea, but you have to develop it. Just as Jesus uh, developed his disciples, you can't just say, oh, this is a Christian game. The Lord will bless it shoot and release it without actually developing it. <laughs> so what do you think, Rory? Actually, I, I was looking at some of the games and, you know, I was surprised that some of them even involved any form of violence or, you know, swords pouring out. Most, most games that I would think were like 
Christian games to be something like Bible stories or something related to that. I didn't know the violent Christian games. You know, I thought the whole Christian community would be more something more educational than something more violent than you know swords or whatever. I also have to to uh, say something about that, Rory, because the Bible itself is very violent. Oh, yeah. You just look at yeah. the about the wars and and like um. Remember the Levite who stabbed yeah. the, the Israelite because he did something with another woman? Yeah, no, spear through the, uh, the yeah, his body his and body. his body while so, making love. Like, yeah. The Bible itself is very graphic with its violence. So I am not surprised that those Christian video games have uh, that level mm-hmm. of I'm violence. Kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of curious to how, how those Christian games actually relate to anything. You know, Christian, other than the title, other than you know, the genre, the yes, genre, yes, the character. Yeah, I think you know, <laughs> we could explore some of those games. You have never heard of any of them. Maybe on your free time. Yeah, maybe you should buy. Redo a review on those Christian games. Christian game review. <laughs> yeah, you can start your own YouTube channel. You Christian games or. Me and my brothers were allowed to play every day. We would, um, our parents asked us to state a benefit or a reason, a good reason why uh, they should let us play for that day. So we usually have to think of like, we have to pull any kind of reason out of our like heads when it comes to like the game that we're we to play like if we were playing something like Final Fantasy, we would talk. Um, we would say that um, we would learn how to do this and that. We would learn problem solving. We would learn puzzle, uh, puzzle solving and planning. So, uh, so I, I looked at some articles for what other people thought about the benefits of video games and. It's the same old thing that we, like, even as, as gamers, we can really, like, say right away, like, problem solving, hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. <laughs> like, any FPS, like, you have to aim and shoot something. Yeah, that's, that's hand-eye coordination. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> Communication strategy. skills. Strategy. <laughs> Situational awareness. No. And thinking... Like like yeah. what like what is it? Thinking like, out of the box. Box in the moment. Yeah. Like like you have to like Re- extemporaneous ex- something like extemporaneous reactions or something. Yeah. There's also like uh, it, it instills the value of risk taking. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, that's something. Yeah. What I like about it I risk when, when you mention risk taking, I think most like the game. Any game you play, there's this golden, um, what's it, a benefit. Oh, yeah. And for me, it's resource management. Okay, so let's say resource management, why? Because let's say, let's say in a um, FPS game, resource management, you only have a certain number of bullets or a certain gun or whatever you have. So you have to manage your resources correctly to pull out the win. Okay, RPG. You have a limited number of potions, HP, mana, whatever they give you. So you're supposed to beat this boss or this map or this level or this dungeon or this instance with whatever you have. Snake. Okay, so Snake is a basic cell phone game. And that's also resource management. So people will say, so what resources are you managing? Space. Space, how you position your, your snake thing eating all those balls, I guess, or eggs, who knows what. Well, anyway, so I think the biggest benefit, which is, which you can apply practical application in life, is resource management. Life is all about resource management. You have so many resources, time, uh, money, uh, what else? Uh, Skills, talents, and you're managing them as a Christian for the glory of God. And games help you Realize that. Because games have an objective. Uh, to, to get the highest score, to be the last one surviving. And, well, the Bible describes the life, the life of Christians as a race, right? Like, you're supposed to reach the end. And games help you do that by 
helping you realize that life also has limited resources and that you must do everything and anything to reach the finish line, which is heaven with God, with your faith intact. Speaking a little bit on uh, benefits of the game, actually it brings me back to when I was in college. Uh, I, I remember playing a game called uh, Heroes of Terror, and me and my friends were really, really bad at the game. Like, for example, you'd have 1,500 MMR, so you start with matchmaking uh, points or whatever. We would drop to like 1,300, 1,200. We were so bad. Because we didn't have good communication skills, we didn't have teamwork. And when we realized that we had to, you know, work together as a cohesive team, one team with one mind, with one goal of winning, instead of being selfish and killing each other's steals or doing crazy things to fire. Oh, no, you, you, you can't we say really had to if, no, you can't say it's 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 skill ceiling, it's skill securing mm-hmm. right now. That's what the new kids call it. Oh, I didn't steal your kill. I just secured I the kill so our team would get their goal. <laughs> when I, when, in those times, I really saw us as friends really like, you know, connect with each other better, communicate better. And whenever we had, you know, before, like whenever we have projects and stuff, most of the time we wouldn't do that. You know, we're just loose friends. We never thought of the idea of, you know, working together to finish anything. But when we got into these games, we needed something that we could relate to. We communicated even better than before. I mean, you know what I mean? Boys, like, they get attracted to different types of games, right? A lot of people like FPS games, some of us like MOBAs or, you know, stuff like Dota or whatever. But every game has a common goal. And teamwork and communication and stuff like that, it becomes really a core thing for these games. And you know, if you relate that to us like Christians, we can do the same thing, right? In the church with each other, you know, just because of this coronavirus epidemic that we have doesn't mean that we can't do anything online. Like a lot of people have uh, uh, serv- sermons online, right? Like we do here at the Port of Fellowship. We have a uh, Sunday service every Sunday at um, 10 a.m. If anybody would like to join that, there's a link at uh, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, Fellowship. that was oh, a very oh, quick sell plug. <laughs> we also have Friday Fellowship. Seven, if anyone's interested in that. So, uh, you know, everybody's welcome. Uh, we're a friendly community. Anyways. I think to... he beat you to it, Josh. The uh, <laughs> self, <laughs> self-promotion won't hurt. I don't think that's something like that. <laughs> so what, yeah, it's for a good cause. <laughs> yes, of course, for a good cause. <laughs> uh, for, for a good cause, of course, of course. Uh, so, that's what I really think. Of. You know, it teaches a lot of things. Back then, when I was in the church, I was very, you know, I wasn't very involved. I would say uh, in my early high school years, I wasn't, you know, I was communicating with others. I can remember my brother, he said, why aren't you talking to the other church members? You know what I mean? Why aren't you uh, getting involved with that? Why aren't you communicating with them? You know, you guys would have uh, stuff that you guys would do. And I remember sometimes you guys would go to, you know, we have trips together and whatever, you know, church bonding. I would never go to a single thing like that. But once I got comfortable, once I learned how to communicate, once I learned how to uh, work together with you guys in the church, uh, do stuff, uh, you know, communicate with you guys, I finally found a way to integrate myself in the church. Not just me, you know, someone that just walks into the church, listens to the sermon, leaves, knows nobody, doesn't interact with anybody. There's definitely a lot of benefits to video games. We can, we can really <laughs> talk uh, in length about how video games have benefited us whether or not it is like um whether or not it's we're actually using it right now but i guess we are um i am and, uh, i am wow. like i am i'm not gonna lie i am i am using it right now <laughs> wow uh, one of the biggest complaints with video games is aside from it being a possible uh time suck there are a lot more of the more violent video games and not just violent some of them are or can influence players negatively so i'm looking at i can just i'm looking at uh top video games of 2020 so a lot of the games right now uh except the first one (laughs) 
Actually, a friend told me about that. It's it's really um, it's just like uh, Stardew Valley if you've ever played it, but with animals. It's really good, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I, I was looking into it, and I, it's something that I would probably play now because I'm not so much of a a heavy gamer now. But it's something that I can play maybe once in a while. But the other games here, like Doom, Eternal, and Resident Evil. Cyberpunk. Oh, Doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and what, what the other, these are just the console games. The, the, the more famous games that a lot of the youth today are playing, like Fortnite, or um, Dota, or Mobile Legends. So, those are all about, like, yeah, they're about planning, multitasking, teamwork, resource management. There's also a lot of like fighting and mm-hmm. violence. No, so uh, I'm going to move on to an, another uh, video. It it may be a little longer than the others, but I can we can just cut the we can just cut this. So, but yeah, let's look at this. <laughs> OD4. Actually, a friend of mine is waiting for this to come out. They said it'd be out uh, next year or the end of this year. He's complaining, actually. He's always complaining that like always classic. <laughs> this is a classic. I've, personally, I played the first one in high school and I played the second one in high school and college. So second this one. was also yeah. um, a big part of my youth, uh, whether that's uh, bad or good. good or bad. For better or for worse, it's done. For better so or for worse. You don't yeah. have to worry about that. I wasn't able to play the third one because I was already like, a, it took so long. I was already grown up and my priorities changed. I had a job, so I couldn't like, I couldn't All play in. the third one. But now the fourth one is out and again, um, I can, I'm not thinking of playing this, but this has got my attention because uh, the past games were really big for me. So that's why. So uh, let's try to skip a little bit. There is no light blood of the willing, we call thee home. Thank you. 
Okay, so uh, I know that was really heavy, but uh, first, my first reaction to that was I don't really remember those Diablo games to be that scary before. Back when I was in high school, they were about like, they were still about like killing demons, killing um, evil monsters, zombies, but they weren't really scary to me. They were more of an adventure. But now when I look at this trailer, it's uh, my heart was pumping. I don't know if I, it's either I'm excited or I'm like seeing this through um, Christian eyes now since I've just recently been born again. Um, I'm looking at it and it doesn't seem like it was that way before. And I don't know, maybe it's a little darker now, a little more like scarier. <laughs> what do you guys think of it? I actually have the opposite reaction and what? that sounds really weird like as a christian i know like okay so we had this conversation right josh like a couple of years or months ago i don't even remember how people depict angels like the europeans that they're great masters they paint out angels to be cute chubby little children with wings and if we really stick to the description of angels in the Bible, they don't look like that at all. So the same thing with demons. We don't even know what they look like. So like that game trailer with uh, that woman, and, and I'm sorry, I haven't played Diablo at all. Like Lilith, quote unquote, this mother of whatever, I don't even know. Like we don't even know if a demon looks like that. So like for me, it was um, it was interesting, but I don't think that it would challenge my faith because it's for me it's, it's just pure entertainment to delve into something quote unquote uh okay. what is it how do i say uh taboo but we don't really know we don't really know what that taboo is supposed to look like because we do it like i don't know something like that how about you i, I, I want to follow up on that actually you know <clears throat> A lot of people talk about violence in games. They talk about, you know, sacrilegious or whatever, you know, stuff like witchcraft and stuff. I know a lot of people that play games and a lot of games right now have stuff that's involved in magic. Like, for example, there have been games back then uh, ranging from stuff like uh, uh, Rules Online or Kingdom. All these other games, Perfect World, even Ragnarok back then, Age Wizard, stuff like that. A lot of people think that you know, since it involves magic, as a Christian, you can't touch that type of stuff. I've, I've met people like that before. You know, because you said you call yourself a Christian, but you play games with witchcraft, with magic, with creatures, horrid-looking creatures and demons, and all these blood summonings or whatever. And they see through this type of eyes that, you know, we're endorsing those type of things. And if you take it from a perspective that it's exactly what my brother said, it's you know, you do it for the entertainment factor. You don't believe in actual, you know, magic or whatever. It's what the game puts there. It's what you play. And you, at the end of the day, as a Christian, just take it as a game. You take it as entertainment and nothing else. I mean, people have been saying, you know, if people who play games like uh, Call of Duty or Counter-Strike or what, who end up with guns in their hand, and this is the reason why people are going to school to have all these school students. I don't believe that. I believe it's like somewhere at home. I actually have to second Rory's uh, reaction because I think, okay, so um, if you guys ever had a Game Boy, I know you guys have played Pokemon. Yeah. I know you guys know who Sabrina is. So Sabrina is supposed to be the psychic gym leader who owns Abra, transforms it to Kadabra, and then at the end has an Alakazam. Okay. So we've established that there is this creature who is of the psychic quote unquote type. There was this cult in the States, I think, I'm not sure, I don't even remember, where there was this like a cult of Sabrina, <laughs> of this fictional character. A real life cult? Yes, yeah. a real life cult. They believed in quote unquote Sabrina's psychic Pokemon. <laughs> like, I know it sounds comedic, but for them it was a real it's thing. So but as a Christian, we know it's not real. And it's 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 nothing. It's actually just if, if there was a cult and if if, it, if they did do whatever, then it's really just demon worship. But as a Christian, at the end of the day, you know that Sabrina is a 
fictional character. You know that these quote-unquote psychic Pokemon don't really exist. So it's same thing with these quote-unquote magic things in like like this, though, like a wizard class or whatever. It doesn't exist, but you're just taking it for the entertainment value. Same thing as like watching movies, like Lord of the Rings. Okay, so Gandalf the White Mage, who is a white mage, and like uh, if we're strictly speaking, there's no such thing as a white mage at all. Because if you're a mage, you're uh, you're supposedly practicing in in uh, witchcraft, which is uh, demonic and etc. But we know it's for the entertainment value. So I think it's the same thing with movies and games, where if you're a Christian and you have reached that point where you can segregate and compartmentalize things in the proper place, then those kind of things won't bother you as much. But as if you are especially in a very large organization and you have many new members and watching those kind of movies might make them stumble, then I would suggest that it would be better to abstain. Not because that watching those movies or playing those games will ensnare you, but it will make those newer members stumble. So uh, the rule of abstaining instead of participating, I think would apply in that case. Yeah, uh, really good points. It was just my personal opinion that I found it really scary. But after after what you said, like it makes uh, sense because um, a lot of it is just for entertainment, and they're, they're probably just doing it for shock value, and we don't yes. even know. Shock value. Like everything uh, is shock value. Exactly. Okay, so do you remember um, Lady Gaga? Yeah, of course. And she released her song Judas on Easter. <laughs> okay, she released her song Judas on Easter. Why on all days Easter? And like we know, like shock value sells. She became a hot topic. Everyone talked about it, and that's it's instant. It's instant a coverage. So yeah, I think it's also um, just business. When yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just trying to get eyeballs on their, on their product. So uh, let's try to pull things back a little, because uh, the last video we looked at, it was kind of um, for. For other people who are not really into video games, if, if they see that kind of uh, game trailer, they're going to like, um, they're going to think negatively of mm. video games in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is about like sucking demons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, the the topic for that game is it is not, it's mo- it's mostly about killing them, yes. so, resisting them. Yeah. Like there's this new boss. There's this new evil force that you have to beat, and that's her, Lilith. And you're playing as this character who's supposed to banish her away. <laughs> so people, I think, also misunderstand the trailer because whenever they see like blood, horns, and magic, they scream, heresy, heresy, <laughs> without really trying to understand what the dream trailer is about. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to show some other things here. Is it this one? Oh, that's really cute, that dog. (laughs) I think our friend played this. They said it was really good. Hey, what's this about? So you're like you're like chefs who are supposed to cook. Okay. And you're supposed to help each other like make an order, I think, with the various resources that are available. So if you do it by yourself, it's slower. Okay. But if you do it with uh, like a friend with teamwork, you get things done faster. Here's another one. You know what? With all these Nintendo Switch advertisements, uh, I I really want to buy one now. <laughs> yeah. I have bought that three D. Uh, Your attention. Please. 
booking getaway package charter flight will soon be arriving at the deserted island. <laughs> See, not all games are about demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like, it, it's, it's really not. A lot of you, I, I mean, both of you probably like. I think my brother have, has played this before. Yeah, I've you? played. I've played this before. I'm not on the Switch. <laughs> I heard this got really good reviews. Yeah, no, this is a pretty good game. What do you think? If you're a Zelda fan, you definitely have to play this. That's some fantastic mechanics. Mm. Yeah, just the trailer is kind of breathtaking. The graphics really good. I mean, a lot of. No, but I have a question. Is the trailer the same with the in-game gameplay? Yeah. Because most trailers just give you yeah. this generated thing for you to sell the game, and when you get into the game, it doesn't look anything. Right. Really good. The shell shading in this game is excellent. Uh, it's probably one of the best shell shading things I've ever seen. Ready to hear what happened 100 years ago. And I really like this game because I think it builds upon itself, right? They've, they had so many, what is it, the, sea, the Ocarina of Time, yeah. uh, what is it, Din Ages, Ages, Ages Seasons, Seasons, Four Swords, Four Swords, I remember that. Yeah, and here's another Let's one. Let's go to a place. Okay, so Minecraft is the uh, premier building game, I guess. The only okay, honest, I've never Even my friends who are like 20 never plus play game. Minecraft. And I don't, I think, I don't think anything less of them. I think it's a great game. My nephew really loves this game. Yeah, he does. It really does. Yeah. Build anything you want. I've even heard that even schools are using this to help their students, like with creativity exercises. Yeah, I saw an article where some schools in the U.S. are using this as an activity so they can try to create. I think it's a positive thing, like how they use games through like education through gaming, because then. Education becomes pleasurable, and yeah. kids would want to learn because yeah. it's fun. Instead of the uh, regular chalk and board, taking down notes, and I mean, oh, it depends on the person, I guess, because they're different kind of people. Yeah, like some some people are visual, yeah. so like if you teach them through a game, they would love that. But then there are also those people who would prefer the blackboard and chalk. So I like my brother and I have been talking that. Uh, sometimes maybe th there should be a way in education for you to segregate those kind of kids, those who learn visually, and those who learn um, more hands-on. Like they you know, like uh, oh, more traditionally. Yeah, traditionally, yeah. traditionally. That way, they can learn or use the mode to the best of their ability to unlock their full of potential. Something like that. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, um, as we saw that, yeah. Not all video games are violent or about demons. Some are, there, some are about creativity. Some are about uh, nice feelings, nice adventures, breathtaking. Yeah. Building community. I think that was uh, Animal Crossing, right? She built a tent and was yeah. helping animal friends, I guess. With video games in general, though, what, what people, what, or what Christians have to um, reflect with it. No? It's not just. Uh, you can't really, if you're a parent, you can't really tell your kids not to play all video games because video games are so, or the, the video games in general are is so yeah, ingrained in our society. Yeah. Like their friends are going to be playing some kind of video game and, <clears throat> and they're probably going to uh, feel like they're left out if they're not playing that game. Or um, it's really easy and maybe beneficial even like for me to have your child play video games if they're old enough to understand um, the video game and the, the limits. So, you know, so, so uh, it, you have to think about like, does the 
game that you're playing, does it control you or the are you the one in control of what's being influenced upon you? Like, or does that the time that you use to play video games, is it taking away a lot of time that you should have dedicated to uh, to something else? Something else like your studies or um, learning more about God, God's word or the ministry? Uh, do video games like cause a detriment to your family and your relationships with your friends? Like, is it taking you away from them? Is it taking you away from church, from Christ? Um, so that's, I, I think for me, uh, we should, Christians shouldn't just dismiss video games entirely. But uh, it, it's part of us to be wary and to be mindful of what we put into our bodies and into our minds and into our hearts like um, one verse I can cite is like 1 Corinthians 8, 9 like, be careful however that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak or um, Philippians 4, 8 like, finally brothers and sisters whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right whatever is pure, whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, but, uh, and just avoid the, the not so good things. Uh, or mm -hmm. if you even have to indulge in that, you have to teach yourself. Or if you're if you're a parent, or if you're a sibling, uh, you have to teach your family member about what they are in consuming, like how it may influence them in a negative way. And just, teach them what they can do, teach them that not everything they indulge in, not everything they see on TV or they consume in media is something that has to be um, an influence to their decision making or to their spirituality. So, uh, you know, I also thought back to a verse written in 1 Corinthians 6.12. Uh, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything you say. So I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. This, this comes in a time where when you play games, you know, we spend time, you know, we get involved in the game. There's a fine line between addiction and there's a fine line between making time for other things. For example, uh, when I get up in the morning, I remember one time when games were really a big part of me. And I was like uh, completely addicted to the certain game where I would, I don't know, maybe play like more than eight, nine hours a day because there were like specific requirements. I had to wake up at certain times to do certain things. So instead of waking up in the morning, usually what I usually do would I pray. I have my small Bible my Bible study. I read that's my devotional, Rakabi yeah. or from Daily Bread, and I reflect on something. The first thing I did when I woke up is turn on the computer. I mean I went turkey from my bedroom, yeah, that's raise my body, press that power button on yeah. that PC. That's already a very red flag. <laughs> and that was that was the time where I said, "Wow!" When I look back to what I used to do, when I look back to you know, you know how it mastered me. I didn't master it. I wasn't in control. I was being controlled. My uh, schedule was being controlled. The things I could have done with the time that I had wasn't being optimized. I I was doing you know. When I go to sleep, I usually would pray. But sometimes after my addiction, I feel like mentally exhausted. I skip the bed and fall asleep. And then wake up and do the whole cycle again. Because it became such a habit. It became something that instead of helping me relax was my focus. And then instead of filtering it out as something, you know, as relaxation. as the, That was my plan. You know, the start. The game would be a form of relaxation for me at the end of the day. And then it became something <clears throat> like after I used to get off work, I remember I had a certain job that took consume some, but not some, most of my is, time. Is, it, is, it, is the logo color orange? Oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it be. No, I hate the color orange. <laughs> like, I wonder why. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so from, that certain, from that certain job that I had, I used it as like a way to relax and it stopped being a way of relaxing. It became something more of, you know, my focus. And 
I would weave it in between my work. I would become less productive, and it became you know unhealthy for me. And then when when that uh, particular job did go away, and I was you know had more free time, instead of reverting back to you know using my time well, waking up, doing my uh, Bible study or praying or you know even meditating on God's word, I found myself doing other things, things that weren't worth my time or things that were worthy of my time. I mean, focusing on something that in the long run wouldn't have any effect on me as a person. It became detrimental. It didn't, it didn't improve me as a person. I mean, there are, there are benefits. In, you know, we already discussed them before. But there are also negative effects if it becomes something that controls you. So that's all I have to say on the matter. Well, for me, um, okay, so like... Um, this topic has been a really big part of my life because I, I always like I take time to play in a day because like I just need downtime, like, like just, just to relax. And I hate how society always blames games for their kids ending up violent and or stupid. Okay, I really use the hard word stupid. Okay, why? Because like let's be honest, parents nowadays are lazy. You don't want to take care of your kid, you make them watch TV, YouTube, and you give them cell phones. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And then since you're lazy parents, and my 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 kid is being so violent now, he's being so stupid. It must be the game's fault. It must be TV. It's not the parent's fault because they wouldn't spend time with their kid. Like we need to blame something for goodness sake. And well, conveniently, there's TV, and there's YouTube, and games. Like, guys, society, parents, get it together. Don't blame games for your kids' problems. Okay, so like, let's think about it this way. Okay, so this is gonna be a really long rant. <laughs> really long rant because I love video games. And um, okay, so let's say, is video games is like a gun. Can you say a gun is evil? No, you can't. You can only call it a tool. The person using the gun becomes evil when they use the gun to kill someone. Same thing with video games. If someone abuses the video games, if the video game transforms you into a person that is no longer a Christian, if this game makes you angry, salty, it, it makes you toxic, it makes you curse, it makes you non-Christian, then this video game, whatever it is, it's not for you. You should stop. And or lesson time. It depends like, on who you are. But if this game helps you relax, if this game doesn't bother you, if, okay, let's talk about it. The saltiness and toxicity, there is always someone like that. There is no perfect community where it's all hugs and kisses and cuddles. That doesn't exist. You will always meet, forgive me for these words, that one certain jackass who's going to say bad things to you to make you feel bad. And it depends on you as a Christian gamer to let it affect you or not. So that's it. There's also something I'd want to share. Um, it's in the uh, let's see, let me look at it. It's the Westminster Short Catechism, question number one. What is the chief end of man? And well, the answer is man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Okay, so that's been established to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Question number one. So let's ask, how does gaming relate to that? And I think. It relates to it perfectly clearly. Enjoying God. So let's think about it. Where do games come from? Games come from people. And these people have talents. Where do those talents come from? God. So if a game comes from a non-Christian atheist company. Their game still comes from God. Because they can't do nothing without God. They wouldn't be able to make it without God. These are with, this is with uh, Christian eyeglasses, by the way. 
So if you're aware of that, that all talents come from God, then gaming is enjoying God by enjoying the abilities and or skills that was put into making that. Right? So wow, gaming isn't evil. It's it's actually enjoying God and the talents He's given other people. What a shock. Right? What a shock. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, let's compare it this let's say this way. Let's say it's not gaming. Let's say there is a Christian person. He is sick, like really, really sick. Okay. And the only person who can operate is this atheist doctor who is really skilled in his field. Should that Christian abstain from surgery just because the doctor is an atheist? Or does the Christian undergo the surgery because he knows that atheist doctor's skill still comes from God? God uses heathens to punish Israel, the people he loves. If you look into the Bible, God even hardened Pharaoh's heart. So nothing is not in God's control. Everything is in God's control. Even games, by the way. Even those <laughs> gaming companies. So for me, lastly, I know I've ranted a lot because like, I love gaming. I game. I am a Christian gamer. And I think that it's from God. And that if, if parents are so worried about the games their children play, you should play that game. Parents, Play the game and tell, tell your kids, oh, you can't play this because I've played this. <laughs> that, this happens, that happens. What if you play this game instead? I've played this game and I think it's okay. So I think parents have to be more involved in the lives of their kids. Instead of saying, oh, don't play games. Because it's like people. Like, okay, last, last thing. I'm sorry, it's a really long run. Like, if you have a bad experience with a Filipino and the Filipino scams you, are all Filipino scammers? Is there no righteous Filipino in the whole entire world? Same thing with games. One bad game cannot taint the whole entire basket of games. It's on a case-to-case basis. And please remember that all talents come from God. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, it's really long rant. Like even yeah. I felt it was long. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else uh, we can say as as I said? No, no. What do you have to say, Josh? Like I'm worried that I just talk my head off without letting you speak. No, uh, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, um, ever since uh, just recently, I just discovered or learned or had to understand tried to understand and like um really read about it and meditated about it and like really helped myself push myself to understand that god is in control of all things amen amen and that may be hard to think at first to believe at first Mm. but it also it's also a little uh comforting knowing that um if you are, uh, if you're in a bad situation or something's happening to you, or you know whatever is happening to you, uh, if you're uh, if you're celebrating some uh, a victory or of some sort, or if you're like mourning or whatever any situation, you know that God is holding you in control of everything around you, and it can be hard to accept it. But when when you do it, it, it becomes freeing a bit. So knowing that or understanding that everything is, God is sovereign in everything. Um, that's in light with, with what you said. Where all talents, even talents from atheists, or even uh, yeah, just even the even the Abu Four, were was created by people with the talents they received from God. So, uh, filter. <laughs> Christian right. filter. I like, the, I like that word. I like the Christian filter, but yeah. just, just remember, guys, that like, like, before you judge, you get to know the thing that you're judging. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. drive it off. 
<laughs> so, uh, Lors, anything? Oh, I think Enrique. Really, oh, I'm sorry. I uh, thought everything. I'm not really eating up all of the, the topics time, but I think you really said it well uh, concerning uh, about games in general and how I kind of like how we use that Christian filter. Sometimes there's games that are really, you know, <laughs> beneficial for the kids. And there are games that you can use to relax, but there are some games that really are. Not uh, just a no, yeah, yeah. like a yeah. big I mean, no, like, uh, no, no, no. There are a lot of games, actually. Yeah, a lot of like no, no. <laughs> good thing that you know some of them aren't that popular, but we should really be careful in selecting. And for, as for parents, I understand that you know I'm not a parent. I don't have a kid, and you know I'm sure Kui Josh can relate to uh, his son about this. You know the games he goes through, the videos he watches. We, sh- we should always be very careful in considering what. Amen. Doing. See. Amen. And what uh, we could do, okay, even if you think that, you know, this, as a Christian, your faith is strong, uh, you have a good mindset, you have a, uh, you, know, you, you know the scripture, you have a good understanding of your faith, but there are things that you shouldn't delve in, even with that, you know, uh, set mindset that you have. So, the Christian children. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag the Christian filter. I love that. You should you should coin that hashtag. <laughs>